Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Hey, friends. Hey, this is Lisa from Black Women Stitch and the Stitch Please podcast. And as I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode is continuing our happy celebration of the one-year anniversary of the Black Sewing Network. And we are joined by none other than the bad girlies who are here to help us all get our stitch together. So I am happy to welcome Nikki D, Tanisha, and Lene. Welcome and thank you for being here with us at the Stitch Please podcast. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> I am so glad to be here with you all because I think that bags represent a certain type of entry into the world of sewing. There are some who might feel as though maybe garments are just too much. It's just so much going on. But a bag feels like something is a little bit more containable. Do you think that that is the case? And if so... Why am I right? And that's really basically the only answer that the question, you know, this is what we call a leading question. I am leading you to agree with me. And so please do tell me a bit about basically why you love bags. Clearly you love bags. That's why you do it. I can see your love of bags when you are sewing them, whether it's the bag girly brunch or other different programming things that y'all are doing. It is clear y'all love bags. Tell us why and help us love them too. You want to go first, Nikki or Lene? (laughs) Sure. I mean, for me, I'll be honest with you, bags is not how I started. The first pure bag girlies I met were Tanisha and Brittany. I'm a Jill of all trades. I started out with home decor. I made curtains for a very long time and then kind of graduated to bags and really have settled here for a while. I've only really been making bags probably three, four years. And honestly, it is the joy I get from it is just having that thing. I'm a big old purse hag. I love purses and totes. I'm a big old Dooney girl. Like I love a good tote. I love it for the office. And, you know, now I work from home and I'm bummed out because I can't walk around with my totes. I'm telling you, it is all these totes and nowhere to tote them. Nowhere to tote them, honey. You know, I make them for when I go to conferences or travel for work. And honey, I'm strutting around the place like, oh, you know you came to bags differently. So for you, Lene or Tanisha, you all are like exclusive or primary bag sewers. How did that come about for you? I can go if you want. Yeah. I actually did not start making bags until this year. Oh my goodness. You're a convert. (laughs) I started off funny story and I tell people this all the time. So my husband and I bought a house and I could not find any pillows that I wanted. And he's like, just, you're crafty, just make your own. And I'm like, okay. So he bought me a sewing machine and I started making pillows. And then the pandemic happened. It was just like, everything happened so fast. And then I started making bonnets and masks out the wazoo. Just everybody wants a mask. Everybody wanted a mask that had their name on it or had their Zodiac sign or something on it. So yes, their school colors, something like that. Yes. I started making a lot a mask. And then I said, well, let me see if I can make like some clothes because outside of the bonnets, the bonnets are pretty easy to make. So I said, well, let me challenge myself and make, start making clothes. 
So I started making clothes here and there. And then I was like, I don't know if I really like making clothes because it's complicated. It's not a one size fit all thing. So then I stuck with the clothes and then I was like, well, let me start with the bags because I'm really intrigued. So this earlier this year is when I actually started making bags. I love it. Just want to make all kinds of bags. So that's how I got started. Well, Tanisha, then does that mean you are the bag veteran here? You know, we got Lene who's just like super proud and just getting going and Nikki was able to convert, you know, the long history of sewing in other arenas and adopt it to bag making. But how about you? Have you been a bag girly from beginning, middle to end? Or is this something that's an adaptation of your other creativity too? It is an adaptation of my other creativity, but I've been making bags since 2014. So I feel old now. (laughs) So I am apparently the bag veteran here. Did not know that, but good to know. I started in the weirdest way making bags. I was crocheting dolls and sewing doll clothes. And a friend of mine who knits and she sells, she was also a farmer. She wanted to do a class where she was teaching. She made cash pouches for people who like to keep cash and budget their money for the year. So she was making cash pouches. So what she did is she offered this class where for $10, you would take a class with her she sends you the material and you take a little class on Zoom and learn how to make a little zipper pouch with an applique on it. And I was like, oh, me supporting a friend was like, I'll buy your class. I'll come. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll try it. And immediately fell in love. I was like, oh, I can do this again. So I started doing it again. Then every time I see her, when I post stuff on Instagram, she's like, you have gone so far beyond what I taught you. I was like, you created a monster because I have not turned back. Listen, the point of those cash pouches was to help save money. Tanisha has gone off and spent way more money than one might have anticipated in a $10 class. <laughs> it did not save there, not a penny. I tell people all the time, I have two hobbies. I have plenty more, but my two biggest hobbies are making bags and collecting supplies to make more bags. So, <laughs> Hey, listen, it's all aligned. It, it sounds aligned and divine to me. I mean, how else are you going to make the bag if you don't have supplies? That's makes, that makes it very difficult. One of the things I love about my sewing space, people are like, oh my gosh, it's like you have a store in here. I'm like, I like to be well provisioned. I like not to turn this camera to the left. That's all I'm going to tell you. (laughs) You can already see the cutting table a little bit, but we're not going to turn this camera to the left because it looks like I have a vinyl shop on the left-hand side of me right now. We're not going to turn this camera in. Mine is not going anywhere either. Mine is like, what you see is what you get. Everything is like absolutely orderly. Do not look behind these gigantic shoulders I got on right now. Okay. Strategic shoulders. So when you think about a bag, I wanted to talk about one of the ones that we have. If you are a Patreon supporter, you get to have the delightful treat of looking at our four gorgeous faces and you get to see a really amazing set of wonderful bags. Looking at the bags before we began recording, y'all, I was like, wow, there's a lot of really great bags. I know how to sew. I could make some bags. Oh, that's cute. I can make that. That's cute. I can make that too. So you are going to have a lot of that in this episode because there's some really fantastic bags here. And I'm so excited to go through some of them with you all. But we could start with this set. This is a really great set. I think this comes from Nikki. Can you talk about what this set 
is I love the shape. I love the way that you have the double zipper at the top. What is happening here with this gorgeous set? So those are three different patterns. The purse you see is the Baronia Bowler, and that's just a bowler bag. Double zips on that one as well. I like that pattern because of the space in that purse. As I'm a T-Rexer, so I rarely will put long straps on my purse. I love an arm, crook of the arm purse. So the bowler, the Baronia bowler was great for me. The middle pattern is the NCW. That's the regular size NCW. It's just, you know, your typical wallet opens up. I have a divider, the zip pocket, and all the credit card slots, as well as money slots. And then that overnight bag, the spin in the night bag, is actually a Tribbiani Traveler. And that's Sincerely Jen. This set was actually made for a trip for work. And I was only actually able to bring the Baronia Bowler and the NCW because all my clothes didn't fit in the... In the Traveler. Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. It is... Oh, the agony. It's a stylish bag, though, maybe for a shorter trip. Right. I take it when I go home and visit dad, you know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's really fantastic. Well, since you mentioned those infamous letters, y'all, I'm not sure if you heard the letters. N-C-W. N-C-W. I can tell you as somebody who pops on very often to the Bad Girl Brunch or who has seen Tanisha and Lene's programming on TikTok sewing, in the comments, I feel like in almost every bag room, there's somebody's going to say the words or the letters N-C-W. They talk about the N-C-W. Y'all, I didn't know what it was talking about. N-C-W, the WNBA, the FBI, <laughs> the SNCC, the NAACP, all these different initials that was happening in the N-C-W. And I'm sitting here like, N-C-W, is that, what is that? And it refers to apparently what could be considered a viral bag that is so popular that there are so many ways to make it. And it seems like it's an instant hit. So with on the Patreon right now, I'm showing y'all a video. Actually, can you tell us about the video today since you sent it to me? What is this and what are we looking at here? Because this little wallet looks amazing. Can you tell us more about it? Thank you. So this is the mini NCW. Like you said, you could do it in various sizes. So the one we saw previous was Nikki making the regular size. And then this is a mini. And then I think Nikki has found an extra large as well. So you can make it bigger, you know, and then you can make it into like a crossbody, which is what I did with the extra large. So this one I think is more compact and you can still fit a lot of stuff in there, but that pattern is just so versatile that you could do a regular the mini, extra large. I've seen people do a 2X, make it into a crossbody. So I think it's addicting because you can do so many things to that one pattern and have so many different options. And I asked you about this earlier, Tanisha, and you were saying that you have declared a bit of a moratorium for yourself on making the NCW. Why is this the bag that you love to make, but also if you share it, something happens? People love this wallet. I don't know if it's because it's, it resembles a classic wallet that most people know. You can hold your cash, your change, your cards. The regular size, you can probably put your phone in it, depending on how big your phone is. It's a very, very popular wallet. And because I'm a nerd, mine tends to have nerdish stuff on the front. So as soon as I post a picture of one, people want me to make more. And then after you make the same one, 
so many times you're just like, I need a hiatus. I need a hiatus from making this for a little bit. Let me make something else. If you have a vending event, make at least 10 of these because they're going to sell quick. People love this pattern. Love it. I think it's really great to have a bag that you can have be reliable, that you know that, okay, if I were to make this, this is going to be a success. This is something that people can recognize. They can see how it fits within their life really easily. Like I'm a small bag person. I'd rather not carry a purse. I'd rather carry like have some good pockets and I have my cards on the back of my phone. Let me have my hands free. And in the absence of that, something small that can go cross body or something like that. And I do love the T-Rex. I'm going to use that from now on. That's so funny. Talking about the T-Rex. I like having myself close to my elbows sometimes, you know, and not have, I mean, strain the shoulder as much. What I do love about bag making, and I wanted to ask about this from you, Tanisha, and I think Lene as well, looking at working with materials. Now, Lene, in the previous image, it looked like you were working with a, was that a faux leather What or a vinyl? What were you working with in that NCW? Can you say exactly what the NCW is and what it stands for? And we'll be sure to put a link in the show notes. Yeah. So the NCW is a necessary clutch wallet by Emmeline Bags. But on that wallet, I used a vinyl on the back. The main fabric was a vinyl. And then the flap was cotton. And again, that resembled like a denim. So if you didn't pay attention, you would think that the outside was a denim. But no, it was just a purple cotton that resembled denim. You can use denim. You can use cork. You can use vinyl. There are so many materials that you can do with certain bags. Now, some bags are very specific as to what you use, but most bags you can turn any, use cotton and use any type of material that you can turn into a bag, really. It's really great. And what I appreciate about that is that it makes it like a stash buster. Like say, for example, like myself, who sews a lot of apparel and then quilts might be the next thing. I keep all of my scraps, you know, all my offcuts. And the idea that you can go through the offcut bag and find something to make a flap, you know, to make a card divider or something like that, that it doesn't take a big investment of fabric to begin with, but you could also hobble it. But you can kind of like, you know, assemble it together, cobble it together, and it'll still look really good. Now, is this also a form of vinyl or is this something different? No, this is all marine vinyl. It's a smooth marine vinyl and a pebbled marine vinyl. And then the strap, I did what's known as a double strap. So marine vinyl, the pebbled marine vinyl on the outside, cotton woven on the inside. And I just interfaced it to make the cotton woven a little bit stiffer. So it would work as a strap. That's actually a crossbody bag. It could be a crossbody bag or it could be a wristlet. Your choice, how you want to carry it. But I made that for a bag swap and the person never shared what I made. And I was like, thank God I took pictures because it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Shame, shame, shame. I am very glad you took pictures as well. And you know what I appreciate about what you're sharing is look at all the care and detail you put into a bag you were exchanging with someone for free. You weren't trying to send this to a client. You didn't make it as part of a collection that you were trying to sell or promote. This was something that you shared from the goodness of your blurdy heart and your love of Disney villain princesses or Disney princesses or whatnot. Well, she, the person I researched, like when you do bag swaps, you get a person you're sending one to and someone sends something to you. So it's not the same person. 
So I cyberstalked this person and they loved Maleficent. There was like Maleficent posts all over their social media. And I was like, I got it. I know what I'm doing. And you nailed this. What are you talking about? There's nothing that comes out of my house that I didn't put my 100% into. Even if it was just for a bag swap. I was like, nah, she gonna love this. This gonna be fire. And you heard nothing. And I was like, I'm gonna just say that the crickets must be because some terrible thing happened in this person's life. They lost it. It was stolen before they received. Who knows? Right. But I feel as though this is the kind of thing that you would absolutely acknowledge receipt of. And so I'm really glad that you kept your own documentation. And for the double strap, so you made a tube out of the Maleficent fabric and then you made a tube out of the pebble vinyl and stitched them together? Or is that, am I describing the process wrong? Because I'm just saying what it looks like, but I don't know if that's what you actually did. It's not a tube. It's a, I think... This was a one inch strap. So it was a two inch wide piece of vinyl, a two inch or a one and a half inch wide piece of cotton woven, folded them both to the middle and then laid one on top of either and stitched down the sides so that they... It's like putting two like bias folded pieces together, one bigger than the other. Four times, folding it over twice. I folded both of them over once and then stuck them together so it looks like two tubes. So yeah, again, the thing about bag making is people think it's easy and it starts easy. Usually you start with like a little zipper pouch or you start, but you learn so many sewing skills that can transform from bags to clothes, to Nikki said, curtains and Lene's pillows, like all the little skills you learn in making a bag can be used anywhere. And I am a lover of taking multiple pieces of different crafts. Like right now, I told Nikki, I was trying to learn trapunto just so I can make a bag. And I started it. I even posted a picture on my TikTok, like, y'all, I told y'all I was doing it. Here's my first sample. Like I like taking skills from one aspect of crafting and mixing it into my bag making. So like this was applique on top of bag making. I now want to learn trapunto to add it into my bag making. Like I want to learn other skills to enhance what I'm already doing. Like this technique that she showed here on this strap, I know a lot of garment girlies are not in love with top stitching, but I'm going to tell you if you're a bag girly, top stitching is kind of like, that's what you do all the time. And this technique in particular is one that definitely will enhance your skill with top stitching. I like that. And because you're right, it shows the ways in which top stitching is not only a decorative stitch. I think one of the reasons that garment sewers may dislike top stitching is because it's so crucial. It's absolutely important. If you are going to put top stitching on something for a garment, it is typically both reinforcing, but it will absolutely be seen. It is meant to be visible. And if it is slightly crooked or if your needle is not as sharp as it should be, or if you didn't clean out the bobbin, it could be any old thing and your top stitching will look like you have, you know, instead of trying, like you've been shaking, shaking, shaking like a box of Cheerios, you know, and it's kind of rumbling and like going from side to side and not at all tidy. But this is incredibly tidy. It's incredibly clean. And for those of us who do care about how the sewing looks, the top stitching will tell the truth about you. 
And that can be very difficult. But for bad girlies, like y'all have to do it. Like top stitching is a way to help shape and reinforce and the bags don't work in the same way without it. How do you find a balance between functionality and form? Like how do you decide on a bag, a size of bag, a shape of bag? Do you just follow for aesthetic curiosity and interest? Does it have to be something that, okay, I got to make sure it can hold, you know, my phone is really giant, so I've got to get a big one. I got to make sure my earbuds can fit in there. Is that something you think about when you're deciding which bag to make? Yes. I don't want to answer for everybody, but bag making is just like clothes making. Depends on what you're going to use it for. What is the person you're selling this bag or making this bag for going to use it for? I literally made a whole backpack for a friend of mine on live over like three weeks. And if you jumped in that live, I was asking her in the live, hey, I decided I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Are you good with that? And she was like, sounds good. Try it. And I literally made stuff during the live based on, because I was like, you said fleece, but I know she's going to put her switch in here. So it needs to be foam so it can be protected. Like, so you're going to go through those same steps in bag making that you would in garment making. I think people just don't, because they're not familiar with everything we put into it, they don't realize they're literally the same. It's just that we ain't got to worry about your measurements. We just got to worry about the measurements of what you're putting in it. Black Women's Stitch is happy to celebrate the 200th episode of the Stitch Please podcast with AccuQuilt. It's our birthday, but thanks to AccuQuilt, we're giving gifts. All September, we counted down to 200 episodes in October. Every week, we gave away one AccuQuilt Go Me fabric starter set and culminated with the grand prize giveaway of the Go Big electric fabric cutter starter set. If you are new to AccuQuilt and are thinking about investing in their system, the Ready, Set, Go bundle is your best value. Ready, Set, Go provides everything you needed to get started. An AccuQuilt Go cutter, the 8-inch cube with 8 essential dies to create 72 blocks, a die to easily cut multiple strips, squares, and diamonds. You also get a pattern book. And the best part is, at any time, you can upgrade your Go cutter to the fantastic Go Big, which is what I have where the AccuQuilt magic can happen at the touch of a button. June Taylor, a well-known name in the Notions game, is now part of AccuQuilt. Links to AccuQuilt's wonderful products can be found in the show notes. Exactly. And Tanisha's in like a very different headspace as far as the bag girly world goes. Again, I've only been to one bags three, four years. My aesthetic is very different. I think all of us have a very different aesthetic and decision making process when it comes to bags. For me, I'm more of a classic look person. I love a bag that I know you can go. And this is probably just from my work. I want you to be able to walk into any boardroom with your bag and sit it on the table. And folks like, oh, this, look at that. You know what I mean? I'm very much classic. I'm not into like all the animated stuff. I'm very, you know, stick to the basics, which is not everybody's cup of tea. And on this particular bag, and this is the same technique Tanisha used, is what I used on this bag. Can you talk a little bit about it? What is it called again? It's called the Melisi Tote. And what was interesting and what was important to me about making this bag is this is actually a pattern from a Black-owned sewing pattern company that called Sew Your Bag. 
And this was the Melissa Tote. I made this with a marine vinyl, which we all love. A marine vinyl and an Ankara that I got from, I want to say I got it from a place in Atlanta. And this was the last pieces I had of it. This is what I used it for and it turned out really nice. It was this bag, I love structure in a bag. I love that it sits up on its own. I have no use for a floppy bag, absolutely none. That's just not me. But yeah, I really liked making this bag, not only because it was a Black-owned pattern company, but because of the product. I mean, it came out beautiful. Absolutely did. And I really love the pop. You know, we talk about like a pop of color. What I see in this one is a pop of culture. When you sit this on the bed, when you sit this on the boardroom table, you're like, you know what? Me and all my blackness is here. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And what's nice in this bag also is there's a divider. Now that was a new kind of technique for me. This is not an open tote. There's a pocket in the middle and then you have two sides on that tote. So I really, I enjoyed making that for learning that technique. And now I've done it. Let's keep it moving. You know, it's so, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And now, Lene, you have shared a really lovely bag here that you've done. The one that's this one, this amazing, it looks very much Beyonce Renaissance. That is what it is giving. I think you said it was clear, but all I see is like glimmer and shimmer and wear silver because it's Virgo's groove time. Can you talk about this bag? It's adorable. So, Oh, thank you. So this is the Could I Be Any Clear Stadium Bag by Sincerely Jen. And it is a clear jelly vinyl. So marine vinyl is a little bit different than jelly vinyl. Jelly vinyl to me is a little bit more easier to work with, but it works really well with this. So this was a really easy bag to make. And of course, the color choice was kind of easy because I was using it for a specific purpose. But when I'm choosing colors or style of a bag, I honestly, since I'm so new, I am really just testing them out to see if I like them. And if I like them, I'll make more of them. So, but this one specifically was for one thing only. I will probably still, you know, wear it, but I made it just for that purpose. So that's where that comes into play. But choosing a color and a type of material is really based on one. My first thing is I'm going to go by what the pattern says to do first. And then if I like the pattern, then I will go back and make others and make adjustments based on what I found or what I discovered while making kind of like a muslin. I normally do that is I will see a pattern and then I will make it based on what the instructions say. And then I will go back later to make any adjustment. I think that's a great idea. Just, you know, let's like, I'll do it y'all's way. I'll see what, you know, I'll give you the best. I think that the reason that pattern makers suggest fabrics is because ideally these are the fabrics that they have tested the project with. And these are the things they know work well. And so by following their advice and recommendations, you can have a good outcome. And once you've had your hands on it, then you know like, okay, I think this will work for this purpose, even though they didn't say that. But you'll never know unless you try what they've suggested the first time. You're like knowing the rules before you can break them kind of thing. I absolutely love that one. I wanted to ask also, Tanisha, about this one bag. I think this one that looks like a leather biker jacket. And it's really adorable. And oh, look, I see you have your nameplate on there. Can you tell us about this one? This is a really fun bag. It just looks incredibly fun. And so it's a really fun example of form and function coming together in a really inventive way. I think people see this bag and they don't soon forget it. Can you talk a little bit about what we're looking at here? So I made 
one of these on live with Nikki and the Black Sewing Network with the designer who is Renee from So Moded B. So she's a Black designer as well. And while I was making it, because I don't like to follow directions, I kept saying, you know, you could have done this and we could have done this. And they were like, well, how about you do those things? So for a couple of weeks, every Monday on my live, I was like, okay, y'all, what do y'all want? So I showed them how the modifications I would have made. And that's what this came out to be. Then somebody out that front zipper pocket, the two pockets on the initial pattern, you can only put chapstick in there. In my life, I turned that into a hoodie. So you can go from one zipper to the other zipper now in this particular one that I made. And then while I was making it, I was almost done. They were like, are you going to add a gusset? And I was like, I wasn't planning on it. But in the middle of the lab, I went and cut out a gusset. And we added a gusset and turned it from a clut into a crossbody bag with a hoodie pocket. And then I made it so that my way of doing it was so that they wouldn't have to use edge coating if they don't like to edge coat, which is basically painting your vinyl. So we made a lot of modifications. And I did this during my live on Monday morning uh, for Black Sewing Network. I talked to my audience. I'm like, what do y'all want? You like this color zipper, this color zipper? They picked the zipper tags. They picked the pools, the zipper tape. The color was the only thing I chose. (laughs) If this is a result of collaboration, this is a very successful collaboration. That is one great thing about the bad girlies. They've got some great zippers. And Brittany has shown me on camera, like, least it's not hard to put the zipper head on the zipper tape. Yeah, it's not hard for you. For me, it's like, you know, asking me to calculate some very difficult physics problem because I just will not. No, get somebody else to do it. Tell me what you remember about this collab, Nikki, sewing this alongside Tanisha. First of all, I cannot say enough what an awesome job she did kind of modifying this pattern out because she hit all the high points that are important for me in bags and that's clean line. I don't like things that don't look finished. What she did with this is she, you know, turned this thing on its ear and made it, you know, clean and finished in places that I wanted it to be finished. Now in the collab with the designer, for me, I make garments and I was getting confused, but I think that was because of my headspace right now. You know, I'm more straightforward with just, you know, the shapes that she used for bags right now. But I think for a garment girly, this pattern will probably make sense to them as they put it together. Because There's a left side, there's a right side, they have to be mirrored. And you don't do a ton of that in just straight up and down bag making. I mean, it, these are your shapes. You're putting these shapes together. It took some brain power to do this, but I enjoyed every bit of that process. And that's the thing I think I love about, you know, making bags and especially working with that designer is the process because it was just, you know, kind of just figuring it out, taking our time, going, you know, step by step. Now, how do you, I think that all these little tiny things like the name to the tag, what do you actually call this? This thing I'm pointing to right now that has your name. It's my nameplate. Yeah, my business means, yes, I made it. Those are the initials for Yes, I Made It. That's why I'm known as Yimmy everywhere. Oh, that's wonderful. Yimmy, Yes, I Made It. Oh my gosh, so genius. I actually list who my ad tags from. I bought them from someone off Etsy. They are a fabulous vendor. She's super sweet. We'll send you your mock-up and say, hey, is this what you're looking for? If you need rivets. And funny enough, I was buying the smaller, smaller rivets and found out the small size, regular Tandy leather rivets will fit 
you just got to push it a little bit. And I was like, oh, perfect. Oh, wow. So I just use the rivets. You can actually, it has holes on each end. So if you don't like rivets, you can just sew both of the holes down. Okay. Okay. Ultimately, this was cost effective for me. I do want to eventually get leather or vinyl name patches. I also want to get the kind that has the prongs. So I could use prongs instead of rivets. But again, where I'm at in my journey for my business side, this was cost effective and super cute. So that's what I went with. (laughs) Well, it looks fantastic. I mean, there's absolutely no critique there. This is the way that the details, the rivets, all of these things work so beautifully. And I'd love to turn over to this bag here from you, Lene. I think you called it the Fiona Foldover. (laughs) music in the background (laughs) yeah so this is a video of a bag a bestie bag that's almost done and she needs to add it straps to it and she flipped it over for us like this bag you say it's almost like two in one can you talk a bit about this is like hyper functionality you know it's one bag doing kind of two jobs can you share more about it yes so I actually made this bag for bag sharing thing like Tanisha talked about earlier where you do a bag and someone sends you a bag. I think it was for September. So this is a recent bag, but it's called the Fiona Foldover because it does actually have like a two-in-one. So if you open the bag up, of course, you see the zipper down there at the bottom. That's one compartment. And then you have the main bag down at the bottom which is made of the vinyl. So you do get like a two for one and it's super easy if you just want to put, you know, like your lip gloss and your keys or something in that top part. And then you have all your other things in that bottom part, plus the zipper, the zipper pouch in the middle. So I love that bag. I think that's like the third or fourth one that I've made. And it's a pretty easy pattern. And do you use it as a clutch or do you add a strap, a wrist strap or something like that? You could use it as a clutch. I have just always made the crossbody straps for it, but you could easily turn that into a clutch. I think it'll be pretty easy to turn it into a clutch. I do love how... You each have your own different origin story for coming to bags. But the thing that I find just so remarkable about all of your work is the way that it's kind of connected with this strong line of creativity, a clean sewing. They're really ambitious. They encourage people to try something new. And I think that it represents a really great aspect of the Black Sewing Network that you all are bad girlies, but you are as different from one another, right? And you're not all sewing the same things. You're all doing different things. You're using different fabrics. And even some of the, if you use some of the same fabrics, it would be different outcomes. If you use some of the same shapes, it will look a bit different. You know, that Nikki's able to do like what we see here with her T-Rex, a T-Rex bag here that stands up by itself. Can you talk about this one, Nikki? I think it looks like it's absolutely perfect for fall. What's going on with this one? What's the fabric? So this was a fabric that actually Carmen, I think she's talked about it before on BSN. It's like an upcycling place where you get as much as you can and you pay what you want. And one of these fabrics she got was this, it's actually upholstery. So that outside is an upholstery fabric. And so is that vinyl. Got it from the same place. This is all up from upcycled materials. And what's funny is, is in the bad girly community anyway, we're not gatekeepy in any way. I know you can be a part of some communities where people can gatekeep on you a lot. And I've been looking for like a bag tag or, you know, your bag, your nameplate 
kind of option. And Tanisha, right away, go to this lady on Etsy, go ahead and get her. And I did. And like she said, this is like my first option. I'm going to kind of test this out. And same as Tanisha, I would prefer to do a leather. I did a sew along here just recently with a wallet. And when I put those rivets in, it was really pushing in on the foam of the vinyl. And I didn't like that. I needed something with maybe prongs or a leather bag. So this bag is just like a BSN family bag. <laughs> the Carmen gave me the stuff. Tanisha gave me the nameplate. So yeah, and it has on it actually a long strap option. When I get to my granny years and I got some grandbabies and I can throw my bag over my shoulder. That's right. You put the mints in there and all kind of good stuff. And it has a matching NCW too. And she made that one on live. That was during the Marcel Barrel Bag Live. Oh, this is so wonderful, y'all. I am so grateful that we got a chance to speak today. I thank y'all for walking us through your creative process and helping us all, I think, a bit more, at least you've helped me to think more creatively and more broadly about bags and bag making and reminding us that, you know, there are ways for us to extend the sewing skills we already have, there's ways to, you know, to make bags that can be very profitable, things that you know that will sell and move well, things that make great gifts. And I also like, I just wanted to note that one of the things I think that intimidates sewers, new sewers, garment sewers, especially is putting zippers in things. I know some people that are actually afraid to put buttons in things, which I find a weird thing to be afraid of. But, you know, but the zippers, they just like, oh, no, it has a zipper. I can't make it. Oh, what a All of the bags y'all showed had zippers. I wondered if you could talk just a little bit about zipper sewing in a bag versus zipper sewing in a garment. Or is zipper sewing in a bag a way to get confidence from making zippers for garments, you think? I would say it is because we use more zipper tape and you guys use more like invisible zippers, zippers that are already structured. If you're making it in a bag, the zipper tape gives you a little leeway to make mistakes and you can bounce back from that. So that once you start trying to do like an invisible zipper, you're a little more comfortable with inserting a zipper more. So I would say, yeah, make a couple zipper pouches, little ones with zipper tape is bag. Like zippers can make your bag go from, oh, that's nice. to Oh my God, that's so cute. Where'd you get that zipper tape? Oh, I was going to add too, I think the hardest thing sometimes when you are making a bag is choosing the right zipper. Like, What's going to go right? That is like, some people think the installation is hard. It's not as hard as what zipper tape or what color zipper is going to make or break this. That is the hardest decision. The installation is nothing. Choosing the right zipper, that is, that's the hardest part. You know, I came from garments to bags and to me, exponentially easier to put a zipper in a bag than it is garment. You know, it's all just straight lines. The, the trick is, though, is getting the zipper pull on the zipper tape. Now, honey, I started out with the fork. I started out with my teeth. I mean, I was doing all the craziness. But you eventually, it just, once you kind of get a hang of it, oh, Lisa, you can do it. Just pop it on there and zip it down. I will show you all the, come to my live Monday morning. I will show you all the zipper tips and tricks that I use. I've done a fork too. I got a zipper jig that I don't even use. It's just sitting on my desk. I love tools. I love a zipper jig. That sounds like a fun dance and something I could use. A zipper jig. Yes, please. Yeah, and I still stick the zipper pull on my desk and go whoop and just stick it on there with my hand. I don't even use it, but I have it. So 
And this is why it's so great to talk to people who not only love what they're doing, but are also good at it. They can find the easy ways and they can find the ways to explain it to other people that shares that joyful enthusiasm. So I love that. I am so grateful. I'm going to wrap up with y'all by asking the question we ask all of the guests of the Stitch Please podcast. And it is this. The slogan of the Stitch Please podcast is that we will help you get your stitch together. As BSN bad girlies, what advice would each of you all have to help our listeners get our stitch together? And I'll start with Lene. What do you think? How would you help us? What would you recommend to us to help us get our stitch together? I would say actually two parts. I would say just do it. Just try it. Even if you are scared, like I was scared to death to start bags, but I just did it. That first one, very questionable, but I did it. (laughs) And the second part to that is Take your time. I am doing a bag right now and it's taking me forever. I think Nikki asked about it on one of my TikToks. It's 50 million pieces, but I am not a quitter. So I'm going to finish that bag. But take your time because you want to make sure that you grasp whatever concept it is that's telling you to do the bag or the process. And then you want to make sure it sticks. And then that'll help you in the end as far as other bag making. So just do it and take your time. Those are my two things. That's wonderful advice. Thank you so much. Nikki, how about you? What do you have for the Get Your Stitch Together advice? My advice to get your stitch together is to give yourself grace. You're not going to be out the gate perfect at anything. You're going to have that first test run. So give yourself grace and be patient, just like Lene said. And Lene Gras saw that pattern and saw that bag. And I was holding back because I was like, oh, I got to see if somebody else going to tackle that one. Hopefully it'll get done this week. But yeah, that's that's another thing. Looking at how many pieces is bag, because that's going to determine if I make this or not. So yeah, it's the Welkin, the Welkin bag by Lavender and Twine. It's a lot of pieces and it's coming along, but it's slowly but surely. You said Lavender and Twine. I love every single one of their bags. There's always a lot of pieces, but it's beautiful in the end. So don't worry. It's worth it. So Tanisha, you are our nearly 10 year bag veteran here with your near decade of experience in bag sewing. What advice would you offer our listeners to help us get our stitch together? I'm going to tell y'all the same thing I tell people who decide to grow locks. Enjoy the journey. I've been growing my hair for 19 years. So same rules apply with bag making. Do not try to go from brand new to professional overnight. It ain't going to happen. Plus, you're going to skip learning so many amazing skills. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy that first bag you make. Enjoy that first wallet you make. Enjoy that first tan bag you make. Enjoy the first time you go around a curve at a high speed. If you ever come to my live, y'all will hear me say, go slow around this curve. Like I'm going slow around that curve. But once you get comfortable with it and you're like, zoop, that first one, you're like, oh, enjoy the journey. It's so worth it. Because once you look back, like now, my very first one was an applique zipper pouch about this big. I still have it. But now I'm like, even the person who taught me is like, girl, you have had the things that I taught you. You're going to look back and be like, man, I can't believe that I was so afraid of that zipper. Or I was so afraid to add that applique. And now you just zipping through applique like nobody pushes. So like I tell people who are growing their lot, enjoy the journey. It's your journey. Nobody can make it for you. Nobody can tell you how to do it. I love that. And on that note, 
We thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. This was such a generous and fantastic conversation. We will, y'all, include links to the bags that they're discussing. I'm especially excited to learn about the Black bag designers that I didn't know about before. So that's wonderful new information for me to learn. So thank you for that. And thank y'all overall for just being here and sharing the journey of your bag sewing journey with us. So thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Stitch, Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch, Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. Mm-hmm.